This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning. It's fair and 75 degrees at the KVOM studios. Today is Friday. It's the 27th of August, 2021. Rich Moller's with your KVOM Morning News Watch on a day when we'll have lots of sunshine, a high in the mid-90s. Now, humidity levels will be a little bit lower, so no heat advisory in effect today, although we will have a heat index value as high as 99. If you're planning on heading to Russellville tonight to watch the Moralton High School Devil Dogs and their season opener against the Cyclones, expect a temperature of 90 degrees at kickoff, mid-80s by the time the ball game ends, and we'll have a beautiful clear sky for high school football. Overnight low down to 74 Saturday, mostly sunny, slight chance of an afternoon shower, stray thunderstorm, high in the low 90s, heat index as high as 99, partly cloudy Saturday night, a low of 74, and Sunday, partly sunny, a 40% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms, and a high of 91. Right now, it's fair and 75 degrees at the KVOM studios, and we want to congratulate our employee of the day. It is Christy Fornash. Christy works at Salon Blue. Obituaries this morning, Angela Angie Lynn Bryant, age 61, of Moralton, died on Tuesday, August 17th. Funeral service will be held today, 10 a.m., at Moralton Baptist Temple in Moralton. Arrangements are by Bob Newland Sons Funeral Home of Moralton. Wayne Walker, age 81, of Moralton, died on Sunday, August 22nd. Funeral services will be held this afternoon at 1 at Limley Chapel with Reverend Bob Branch officiating. Burial will be at Bowden Cemetery by Limley Funeral Service of Atkins. Visitation will be held one hour prior to service time at the Limley Chapel. James Wesley Wes Wilson, age 53, of Perryville, died on August 20th. A celebration of life will be held Saturday, August 28th at 3 p.m. in front of the Museum of Automobiles on Pettigene Mountain. Arrangements are by Bob Neal and Sons Funeral Home of Moralton. Now 7.33, let's turn to news this morning. The University of Central Arkansas Board of Trustees recently voted to name the university's student center in honor of Ronnie Williams of Menifee. Williams retired earlier this year after a distinguished career that spanned more than four decades. Williams began working at UCA in 1980 as Assistant Dean of Students and retired as Vice President of Student Services and Institutional Diversity. During his tenure, Williams oversaw a growing campus and the expansion of health care for students. In making the proposal to the board, UCA President Houston Davis said, renaming the student center the Ronnie Williams Student Center is a fitting tribute to his legacy. The university published the announcement on social media. For over three decades, Ronnie Williams has been a pillar of our campus community and has represented UCA with distinction. I propose to the Board of Trustees that the Student Center here at UCA be renamed the Ronnie Williams Student Center. Davis added that Williams' distinguished career is filled with many awards and recognitions, but the true measure of his work is the thousands of students he impacted. Coming up on 735, it's fair and 75 degrees at the KVOM Studios, On our way to a high of 94, with a heat index as high as 99, KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment.
Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Petty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, 736, fair and 75 degrees at the KVOM studios. The Arkansas Department of Health reported one of the state's strongest days in COVID vaccine distribution Thursday, with more than 31,000 doses administered in a 24-hour period. The total number of Arkansans fully immunized increased by nearly 12,000 for the day and 46.5% of the state's 12 and over population is now fully vaccinated. In Conway County, 124 doses were given, and the county's fully vaccinated population of those 12 and over is up to 49.1%. In Perry County, 99 doses were given Thursday, and 47.2% of the 12 and over population is now fully vaccinated. Across the state, 2,300 new cases of the virus and 32 additional deaths were recorded. The health department is reporting more than 3,300 active cases in public schools in Arkansas as of Thursday. State Education Secretary Johnny Key says the number of cases in schools increased by about 300 from last week, but no school districts have had to make modifications to on-site instruction. Key said the Education Department is entering another phase of the Stop the Hesitation, Get the Vaccination campaign in schools. Over the next several weeks, uh, we will be partnering with the health department and with the AAA uh, to offer clinics at uh, some of the regional rivalry football games. Uh, We are working with the AAA to identify where uh, those games are, uh, what what would be good candidates for those games and begin that process uh, targeting about three to four games across the state uh, on those Friday nights. The South Conway County School District this morning is reporting 12 positive cases among its students, with 78 students in quarantine. Perryville School District is reporting five active cases, while the University of Arkansas Community College at Moralton is reporting nine active cases among its students and faculty. Thirteen girls and women and two young boys will be crowned as winners in their respective division on Saturday when the Conway County Fair pageants take place inside the multi-purpose building at the fairgrounds in Moralton. The pageants for the 0- to 10-year-old age groups start at 10 a.m. The pageants for all the 11-year-old and up-age divisions start at 4 p.m. All pageant winners will be invited to ride in the Conway County Fair Parade on September 8th. The Senior Fair Queen wins a $1,000 scholarship to the University of Arkansas Community College at Moralton. The runner-up gets a $500 scholarship. In addition, the junior and senior fair queens qualify to compete in the state fair pageant. The fair's youth talent contest also takes place Saturday inside the multi-purpose building. It starts at 2 p.m. and features a junior division for ages 10 to 15 and a senior division for ages 16 to 21. The competition categories include vocal solo, vocal group, instrumental solo, dance solo, dance group, and variety. Talent show organizer Vicki Ronk explains the winners of each division advance to compete in the Arkansas State Fair Youth Talent Contest. If you do um, win this competition, 
you will advance to the state, and they have like two days of competition uh, of it. And it's just amazing to, to, to watch all the talent from around the state of Arkansas. And Conway County has won the last couple of years, so we are, are really want to keep that going. The pageants and talent show are open to the public. Admission is $5 for adults and $4 for children and senior citizens. Many Americans look to the Labor Day holiday weekend as the unofficial end of summertime. No matter how you plan to celebrate the end of the season this year, make sure you plan it safely. This Labor Day, the U.S. Department of Transportation's National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's Region 7, which includes Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, and Nebraska, is participating in the Drive Sober or Get Pulled Over Impaired Driving Awareness Campaign. This joint effort is currently underway and continues through September 6th in support of the law enforcement community's dedication to protecting the lives of residents in their communities. You'll see officers working together during this time to take drunk and high drivers off the roads. The NHTSA reminds us that it is never okay to drive under the influence. Designate a sober driver or plan to use public transportation or a ride service to get home safely if you or your friends use alcohol or drugs. If you see an impaired driver on the road, contact your local law enforcement. As you head out to the Labor Day festivities, remember, drive sober or get pulled over. 742, let's check our markets with Jenny Knight of Edward Jones Investments in downtown Moralton. On Wall Street, equities closed lower on Thursday with the S&P 500 dropping 0.6% as the stock rally took a breather after reaching new highs on Wednesday. Despite a batch of economic releases today, markets were focused on the kickoff of the Federal Reserve's annual conference as investors anticipate a coming shift in Fed policy. The real estate, healthcare, and technology sectors led the way on Thursday, reflecting a defensive tone. Ten-year yields were slightly higher, trading above 1.35% for the first time in two weeks. The Dow closed at 34,213, down 192 points. NASDAQ closed at 14,945, down 96 points. Volume was light as 712 million shares traded hands on the big board. Taking a look at stocks of interest to Arkansans, AT&T was down 41 cents at $27.02. Bank of America was down 11 cents at $42.04. Centerpoint Energy was down 35 cents at $25.37. Jern Company was up $3.44 at $379.81. Energy Corporation was down 11 cents at $113.68. Under Armour was down 50 cents at $20.32. Simmons Bank was down $0.44 cents at $28.49. Regions Financial was down $0.38 cents at $20.55. Southwest- Southwestern Energy was down $0.01 cent at $4.21. Tyson Foods was down $0.61 cents at $78.10. Walmart was down $1.61 at $147.35. Live Ramp was down $0.52 cents at $44.64. Interpublic Group was down $0.67 cents at $36.45. Next Air Energy was down $0.34 cents at $83.83. Natural gas was up $0.31 cents at $4.21. Precious metals were mixed. Gold was up $2.60 at $1,793.60. Silver was down $0.25 cents at $23.52. I am Jenny Knight, Branch Office Administrator with Edward Jones Investments, Doug Cahill's office, North Moose Street, downtown Moralton. On our community calendar, the Conway County Care Center has fans available to anyone suffering from extreme heat. Vouchers that may be redeemed for a fan at Haynes Home Center 
can be picked up at the Care Center in downtown Moralton today between 9 and 2. If you're looking for a way to cool off this weekend, the Moralton City Pool is open each day from noon to 6 through September 6th. Daily admission is $3 for those 12 and under and $5 for those 13 and older. The Glory Center at 105 North Division Street in downtown Moralton is having a one-year anniversary celebration Saturday from 9 until noon. The Menifee Town Council will hold its regular monthly meeting Monday night at 6 at Menifee Town Hall. Masks are required, temperature checks will be taken, and everyone is asked to observe six-foot social distancing. Well, as you can imagine, we put a lot of effort into creating an all-local morning newscast here on KVOM. And we want to make that content available to as many people as possible. So that's why KVOM's News Watch is available on our podcast channel every single weekday. You can subscribe for free by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Or you can just listen on our website or app. Listen whenever it's convenient for you. Search for KVOM where you listen to podcasts. The KVOM News Watch podcast, published each weekday, brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. 745, it's fair and 75 degrees at the KVOM studios. And our morning news watch continues with sports and weather after this. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Petty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Cave owns Newswalker Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. Moralton High School football team kicks off its 2021 campaign tonight with a trip to Russellville and the battle on I-40. This is the 92nd all-time meeting between the Devil Dogs and the Cyclones. And Marlton coach Cody McNabb says it's a good game to open the season because it's such a big rivalry. For us, it, it makes our players uh, really focus on, on the preparation work when we start in August because it's a bigger school, it's a rivalry, so they really want to play well in that first game. And uh, that makes it fun, and our kids, uh, I-, I like the preparation, I like the focus they've shown coming into this game. Kickoff from Cyclone Stadium is scheduled for 7 p.m., and we'll have the broadcast live on KVOM FM 101.7, online at kvom.com and on the KVOM app. Our cover begins with the Electric Cooperatives Arkansas High School Game Day show at about 5.45 p.m., followed by the Devil Dog Coaches Show with Coach McNabb at 6.20 and our live broadcast at around 6.45. Then following the game, we'll have scores and highlights from around the state on the RAR and scoreboard show from 10 until midnight. Other 5A West teams in action tonight are Greenbrier at BB, Clarksville at home against Ozark, Farmington at Rogers Heretic, P. Ridge at home against Shiloh Christian, and Harrison against Magnolia in a neutral site game at Harding University. Coming off a school record 12-win season, expectations are high at Bigelow High School this year. In order to repeat their success from a year ago, Coach Luke Stark says his team will have to handle the pressure that comes with being the hunted rather than the hunter. We definitely have had to uh, drill it through the, to the kids that, uh, you know, we're not going to be able to sneak up. You know, I, I think that, you know, somewhat the target may be on our back, I guess you could say. Um, a lot of times we would be looked at as the underdog and all that, and I think now kind of we just got to, kind of get it in our kids' head, kind of just turn the page, and, and we've been telling them, you know, you you got to write your own story now. 
Panthers open their season at home against Bearden tonight. Kickoff scheduled for 7 p.m. And you can hear more from Coach Starks as well as Perryville coach Chris Norton during the Perry County Coaches Show at 5.30 tonight on KVOM. In other games involving area teams, Hector plays at Dover. Pottsville hosts East Poinsett County. Dardanelle is home against Boonville. Two Rivers plays host to Quitman. Danville travels to Mount Ida. Conway goes to Fayetteville. And Clinton plays at Melbourne. Marlton's ninth grade Devil Pup football team lost its season opener at Alma 28-22 on Thursday. The eighth grade game ended in a 6-6 tie. Devil Pups play their home opener next Thursday against Mayflower. The Marlton High School tennis team had a good day on the courts Thursday, getting five wins against Heber Springs and Stuttgart at Burns Park. Grail Pruitt won in a tiebreaker 7-6 against Heber Springs. James Guntry won 6-0 against Heber Springs. Camry Winborn won 6-0 against Heber Springs. Allegra Franzen also won 6-0 against Heber Springs. And Angelia Hardeman won 6-3 against Stuttgart. Devil Dogs back in action Monday at 3.30 p.m. at the Marlton City Courts. Marlton's Kenneth Griclum played 16 minutes off the bench and scored nine points, but it was not enough to keep the Atlanta Green from a 10th consecutive loss as the Green fell to the Las Vegas Aces 78-71 on Thursday. Atlanta will play at Dallas next Thursday. St. Louis Cardinals suffered one of their worst losses of the season last night, blowing a 7-1 lead to Pittsburgh and falling 11-7 to the Pirates. With that loss, the Cards fall four and a half games behind Cincinnati for the second wild card spot in the National League. Cards play the Pirates again tonight in Pittsburgh. First pitch at 6.05 p.m. Pre-game coverage at 5.10 on Motown Radio 92.5 FM and AM 800. And Joe Rizzo drew a bases loaded walk in the bottom of the ninth inning to give the Arkansas Travelers a 2-1 win over the Corpus Christi Hooks last night at Dickey Stevens Park. Travis played the Hooks again tonight at 7.10 in North Little Rock. And that is our sports this morning. All right, Eric. Thank you for those updates here on this Friday morning. It's now 7.51. We've got uh, just a few clouds outside this morning, 77 degrees at the KVOM studios. As we turn to weather for you today, sunny skies, a high of 94 expected. Uh, still going to be pretty hot. Uh, heat index values uh, almost uh, almost triple digits, a uh, high of 99 uh, heat index. Uh, and then uh, tonight, clear, low down to 74. And then for Saturday, sunny skies, uh, not quite as hot. High of 92 tomorrow with a slight chance of afternoon showers, uh, maybe a thunderstorm. For Saturday night, partly cloudy, low down to 74. Then Sunday, we've got a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms on the way. High of 91. Then Sunday night, mostly cloudy, our low down to 73. Monday looks pretty comfortable. High of 88 degrees with a 40% chance of showers, maybe a thunderstorm, and another slight chance of rainfall on Tuesday and a high of 91. Taking a look at current conditions here at the KVOM studios, our humidity is at 94%. Our wind speed is out of the south at 5 miles per hour. Barometer reading 30.04 inches. Our dew points at 75 degrees. Our visibility is at 5 miles. The low this morning was 73 degrees. High yesterday, 99. The low a year ago, 73 with a high of 78. No rainfall the past 24 hours at the KVOM studios. Our total for the year, 34.43 inches. Sunset tonight, 745, and sunrise tomorrow morning, 640, when you join us for your favorite country music right here on KVOM FM 101.7.
Again, we've got a few clouds outside, 77 degrees at 752. Our Friday morning edition of Newswatch continues with state headlines from the Arkansas Radio Network on the way next. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Petty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. We've got fair skies and 76 degrees now outside the KVOM studios. You're listening to Newswatch on this Friday morning, and we're back now with our close-up segment, visiting on the phone with Shannon Autry on behalf of the Conway County Extension Office. Shannon, good morning. Good morning. How's everything going for you this morning? Busy, busy. I bet. Good morning. I bet. Well, good, good. Well, uh, Shannon, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago off air that uh, you wanted to talk about the Food Freedom Act, which you told me replaced the cottage food laws. Uh, Tell me about that. Yeah, so um, in July, our Arkansas legislature passed the Arkansas Food Freedom Act, which it was Act 1040, and it did replace cottage food laws. And cottage food laws came into effect, I believe, like 2009, um, and that allowed people to sell homemade goods, um, like from their homes or at farmer's markets and things like that, without having um, a commercially inspected um, kitchen. So and the, the point of it all was to you know, kind of support local foods, local agriculture, and all that kind of stuff. So cottage food laws were super helpful, but um, they're pretty restrictive. So under the cottage food laws, that pretty much only included bakery products, jams, jellies, um, candies, things like that. Um, But the Food Freedom Act has really expanded it. So um, everything that was allowable under the cottage food laws is still allowable, but they've also added a lot of other products um, like dried and dehydrated products. Um, there's more like icings and fillings and things like that that are allowable. Um, and then acidified foods on those canned goods that used to just be jams and jellies and pickles, but now um, any kind of food that is acidified, which would be like your salsas and your um, tomato juices and things like that, those are also going to be included and also like canned fruit so before you couldn't get you know go get a home canned jar of um, peaches at the farmer's market or or whatever but um, now that would be something that is allowable Um, so that's going to really expand what people are able uh, to bring to the farmer's market and it in addition to farmer's market and direct sales which under cottage food and um, food freedom act it has to be kind of a um, a direct sale right from, you know, if I made it, then I need to be the one selling it to you. But um, Food Freedom Act is also allowing those items to be sold in retail spaces as well. Um, So that's going to, you know, you don't have to necessarily be sitting there with your product to be able to sell it. So um, you still cannot sell your um, home-produced goods to a restaurant for a restaurant to use um, in their in their menu, um, but if that restaurant has a retail space where they sell, you know, jarred salsa or um, whatever it is that they may be selling, you could um, work with them to have your product sold in their retail space. Um, 
So, so kind of exciting to open up some new doors for folks that are uh, producing items at home. One thing that um, the Food Freedom Act added that um, I'm very appreciative of, I think it was a great addition, um, there is a disclaimer that has to be printed on the label of all of those items, and that disclaimer um, says that this product was produced in a private residence that's exempt from state licensing and inspection. This product may contain allergens. So, um, you know, it's just kind of the thing that, that makes sure that you know that that item did come from a home kitchen. That home kitchen wasn't a, an inspected commercial kitchen. So, um, so you know, you're, you're always taking, as a consumer, you're taking on a level of risk there, um, you know, when you're, when you're choosing a handmade item. But, um, but you know, usually that's a, a risk that's uh, worth taking. So, um, and then the other thing that is really exciting that with the cottage food laws, um, you had to list on your label your name and your um, address and phone number. That way um, you could be contacted should there be any issue. That's still the case with the Food Freedom Act, but they have implemented um, a, a little uh, a website where if you don't want to list your phone address and phone number and all that because, you know, that's kind of a safety issue, you can go onto the Department of Agriculture's website and um, get a number assigned to you, and you just put that number on that label rather than all of your personal information. And then that way, um, the producer can still be tracked should anything come up, and the health department or whoever needs to contact you, but you're not putting all your info out there. Um, one thing I do want to mention with this, it does um, open up some doors for folks to sell lots of other things, but it does not remove any liability whatsoever from um, the producer. So, you know, if you're if someone purchases your item and they get sick or, or whatever might happen, um, you do still have liability, you know, and um, you may need, may get food or something like that. Hopefully not, but um, that is something that producers need to keep in mind if they do choose to um, sell items under the Food Freedom Act. I got you. All right. Well, that's a lot of great information in, uh, Shannon, this morning. And I know that uh, we have talked uh, before about uh, canning and uh, different things like that and the processes that uh, that you have to go through. And now I will, I'll be the first to admit I don't know a whole lot to, you know, about that process. You know, I've watched my mom and grandma do, uh, do things like that, but I have never uh, done that. But I know that based on what you told me, you know, you've got to do a lot of that uh, in exact way uh, to make sure that uh, bacteria and uh, things like that don't grow inside your jars and uh, you guys at the extension office are, are always there to uh, give out helpful information about that right yep absolutely that's one of the things that i as the family and consumer science agent i get lots and lots of questions on canning um and food preservation in general and um, i love them keep them coming um so so yes we have all kinds of publications i am here to answer any questions and that kind of thing um so we are happy to answer those those things and um and like I said, lots of publications. Anything you want to can, I've probably got um, an approved recipe for it. Because, yeah, in addition to the process that you follow with canning, you also need to make sure that your recipe is an approved recipe. Um, you know, so canning grandma's pickles or grandma's salsa, um, you know, if it doesn't have just the right ratios of 
um, acid and um, you know salt and all kinds of different things like that, then it may not be a safe product. So I can help you kind of edit your, um, you know, find you a recipe that's close to grandma's pickles, you know, that we can uh, make that work and make sure that it's going to be, produce a product that is safe for you and your family and your friends or, or uh, customers, if you choose to sell it, um, can enjoy and not make anybody sick. All right, Shannon, thank you so much for that information uh, uh, this morning. Also, we would like to talk about the uh, Harvest of Hope, which is uh, uh, coming up fairly quickly, right? Yeah, yeah. Just got off of um, a meeting with the Coleman County Care Center, and the Harvest of Hope food drive is going to be coming up. And this year it's going to look very similar um, to what it did last year. We, uh, you know, usually fill up that big truck full of um, donations, and we set up in a few different places, and folks come and bring stuff. Um, We just think we're still at a place where we need to not gather up a bunch of people to do that, but um, we're still going to do that drive. Last year it went really, really well, um, so we send out those letters to our civic clubs and groups, churches, schools, and all that, um, so if you have gotten a letter in the past, be expecting to get one again, um, and then also uh, the list for what items we need, and, and sometimes uh, clubs love to do challenges. And, you know, if we want, to, want them to bring in 30 boxes of oatmeal or whatever it may be, that list is going to be on our website again. So be sure to go to the ComaCountyCareCenter.com and see what your challenge may be. And if you don't have a challenge listed for your group or club, just send us a message, email us or um, send us a message on Facebook, and we can surely assign a challenge for you. Um, And then if you would prefer, if your group would prefer not to gather physical items, we absolutely are accepting monetary donations again as well. Um, The the Harvest of Hope is our biggest uh, fundraiser and food drive throughout the year, so we really do rely on those. And the great thing about monetary donations is um, the care center has access to purchase items through the food bank. So um, we can get items in bulk a lot cheaper than what you may be able to get off the shelf at the store. So those monetary donations actually go um, pretty far. So something to think about and be getting ready. In the next uh, week or two, you should start seeing those um letters coming out and seeing some promotional information so get ready to start gathering your stuff up all right exciting again uh, folks that's coming up uh, here fairly quickly and uh, we will of course uh, pass that information along right here on uh, kvom fm as well well uh, shannon the uh, september edition of uh, first thursday is coming up next week along with the farmer's market uh, where you are still accepting the uh, snap tokens right Yes, yep. So it's our next to last farmer's market. So really wanted to encourage people to come out and um, enjoy. Hopefully, I'm thinking, I mean, you're, you're more of a weatherman than me, but hopefully we'll be getting a little bit of a cool down by then. <laughs> and, um, and we should have a good amount of produce again this month. Uh, our, we're going to have our regular vendors there and a few extras. We're going to have our handmade soap that everyone loves. Um, 
lots of baked goods. Rialto, I know, is going to be there again. Um, and then also um, craft items. We're going to have our patty fashions with the dresses that all, all the kiddos love. And, um, and it should be a great time. But, yes, our token system that we utilize um, allows people that have SNAP benefits to come visit us at the information booth. And we can um, scan that card and give them tokens to spend um, on food items there at the market. So uh, that's a really great addition that we were able to add to the market a couple of years ago, and it's been really successful. But we want to really encourage people to come out. Um, you know, we really don't have a whole lot of um, options when utilizing your SNAP benefits to get fresh local so this is a really great opportunity. So we want, want folks to come out and utilize that. All right. Again, folks, Main Street Moralton's next first Thursday event uh, coming up uh, next Thursday, September the 2nd, again from uh, 4 to 7 with all those uh, special deals and promotions along with the farmer's market. Well, Shannon, any other information that we need to pass along this morning? Uh, just, I guess, get ready for the county fair. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. That's on the way as well. I've been getting uh, uh, actually a lot of phone calls asking about that fair parade, too. A lot of folks uh, excited about the parade, so uh, people are getting excited. Yeah, yeah, folks yeah. are. And I uh, want to encourage people to be watching our Facebook page and um, the school social media as well um, for those beloved school art projects. Those should be starting to come across your screen within the next couple of weeks so we're really excited about that opportunity all right well again folks we've been visiting this morning with shannon autry on behalf of the conway county extension office shannon thank you so much for talking to us and have a great weekend thank you you've been listening to kvom's morning news watch the podcast edition